You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with the chance to turn $5 into $200. That's 40 to 1 odds on any basketball game. All you have to do is pick any team that is still in the hunt for the trophy. And if that team wins, you will receive $200 in free credits. That's right. Pick any team that is still in contention. Bet $5, and if that team wins, you cash $200 in free credits. All it takes to claim these 40 to 1 odds on the basketball team of your choosing is placing a $5 bet on that team and that team to win. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $5 into $200 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you can claim $200 in free credits. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, wager paid out in site credits, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hey, this is Bar Down Breakdown. And as Islanders fans, we get to say, round two, fight. Because we advanced. That's what I'm getting at. We took down the number one seed in the division, the Pittsburgh Penguins. A bunch of weird Penguins fans are on the internet talking about how bad Tristan Yari was and how we shouldn't have won. But guess what? We won. It doesn't work that way. So Penguins fans, other than uh, our homies on the uh, Iceberg podcast, can all suck an egg. One yeah, they can suck egg. one too. Okay, they can suck <laughs> an egg also. But yeah, all good things, man. Uh, again, we're not an Islanders podcast, but as Islanders fans, we have to share how excited we are that uh, we were able to advance. Uh, you know, the tremendous underdogs that the Islanders were. I mean, you know, all of the analysts once again said that Pittsburgh was going to stomp us, and uh, we held our own. Uh, you know, some of the games weren't exactly the prettiest games in the world, but uh, playoff hockey doesn't really matter how you win. It just matters that you do win. Uh, but, um, you know, as we talked about before, we won't get steeped too much in the negativity. Uh, but I think the one thing we should probably address as Islanders fans is that our superstar is, uh, underperforming, uh, like tremendously. And, uh, the rest of the team, uh, is really doing big things to really show up in his absence. Uh, you know, guys like Kyle Palmieri, Anthony Beauvillier, Josh Bailey, um, our, our Dude, that kinda... that Nelson line, Nelson Bailey Beauvillier, yeah, has it's... been lights out. And honestly, Brock Nelson has been our best player. 
yeah, I mean, you know, he's been uh, he's been getting down and dirty on on all that stuff, and and of course, it's the Islanders. So you know, even though they haven't, um, you know, generated uh, the the best in terms of scoring, I mean, you know, the fourth line has still been a physical presence, and they've been, uh, you know, the way that they were able to take Pittsburgh's first line and uh, minimize them. I mean, you know, Sidney Crosby, uh, what, not a point, right? Or maybe he got an assist def- or something. But he definitely had points, I, but no goals. Not, yeah, not 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 Sidney Crosby caliber points. Yeah, but we didn't we didn't like completely blank him. Mm-hmm. But uh, you and, know, and and honestly, he was involved. Like even though he wasn't necessarily on the score sheet that much, mm-hmm. he was still very involved throughout the whole series. I, I honestly, it, Jari, man, I, I I if I was a Penguins fan. I would not feel good about the future if that's yeah. our goalie. Yeah, I mean he uh, he just choked under the pressure like uh, in I mean you can't imagine and and I really think that what put the nail in his coffin was that uh, that giveaway and that was what game was that five, five? or four game five. five yeah I mean that that giveaway that soft giveaway uh, that Bailey was able to uh, put in in double overtime you know I mean I think that kind of shook his confidence because that was you know. Uh, just a mistake on his part. Uh, uh, you know. The series was over once yeah. he, he made that play. So, and, and speaking of that play, mm-hmm. did you see that Mikey CLT was on the jumbotron back at the Nassau uh, Coliseum? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Mr. Ego. Oh, hey dude, God. Man, if, if you were up on the jumbotron, you'd be pl- plastering it all over the town. So. No, you're right. You're right. I, I can't, I can't really, give you crap for that that is super cool getting up there on the jumbotron and and you know everything that uh the islanders are doing uh you know in conjunction with the meetup groups is great i i finally got to get to my first meetup group uh in in orlando it was a, a total blast um uh blair i think right yep yep was uh did a great job i mean you know it was on a weekday but we still were able to get 15 16 people out and you know, we pretty much took over an entire Miller's Ale House and uh, we got tables next to us cheering for goals. It was uh, it was an awesome time. So um, love everything that Isles Meetups is doing. And, um, you know, we're just pumped that the Islanders are, you know, got to move on. Uh, when this episode airs, I believe we'll probably have had two games against the Bruins uh, yep. have happened. The first one didn't go our way, but uh, there's plenty of hockey left. So nothing to, to get too crazy about, but playoff hockey is in full swing. There are crazy things going on. By the time this episode airs, it is very possible that the Montreal Canadians may have beaten the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think that is something that is so wild to me. You know, the Maple Leafs were looking like one of the top contenders to come out of the entire East and they're getting handled by a team that uh, is just showing up. So, uh, and then of course the West Vegas and Colorado is probably going to be one of the best series that we see uh, all playoffs. So really excited for all that stuff. I think it's going to be really, really awesome. And don't sleep on that Carolina Tampa Bay series. Man. No, that's going to be a good one too. Absolutely. Um, you know, Tampa Bay is one of those teams that is uh, just perennially good. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a bummer that, uh, we have to say goodbye to the cats. Cause we've had a, a couple of uh, Panthers fans on recently. Uh, and I was, and, uh, I was pulling for them. Shout out to, to Dave music. I'm sorry that there will be no more music, but <laughs> uh, there'll be plenty of music next season, but yeah. So, you know, all good things, the hockey playoffs, you, you just can't beat them. You can't beat it. And of course, listen, 
I'm going to say this to anyone who's listening. That's not specifically a hockey fan. If you happen to be a basketball fan and you tune into this, uh, it's not going to go your way. If you're from New York, I'm going to tell you that. So you should really jump on the Islanders train because uh, they're putting up more of a competitive fight than the poor New York Knicks are. So, um, but that's that. So uh, moving on, uh, we've got an awesome interview coming up with our homie Ray. Uh, He's in this great, uh, hardcore band called painted shut uh you'll you'll understand what that means uh uh ray is from painted young really really good um kind of it's hard to explain them they're like a crossover kind of a little bit punky a little bit poppy uh you know really really good three piece um really got uh, a good opportunity to kind of you know pick ray's brain and uh, a lot of good hockey insight that we were able to uh, talk to him about uh, you know, his, uh, his, his career playing, uh, obviously, you know, not at a professional level, but, you know, he, he, uh, played a lot of hockey and, um, you know, really had, uh, had a really cool story and we're really excited for you to hear it. Um, and also, uh, we're joined at the very end of our episode by Lou Lamariello. Uh, he is, uh, he has a little bit of stuff to say to us about, uh, the things that he thinks are important in hockey and how to get ahead. So make sure to listen to that. But, uh, yeah, go for it. Ray, painted young. We're super stoked to have him on, and we hope you enjoy our interview with him. It's Bar Down Breakdown. It's episode 118. That's 118. And we're here with uh, our homie Ray. Uh, he's in a band called Painted Young, not a band called Painted Shut. And I tried to introduce him as a band from Painted Shut. And he was like, nah, dude, we're we're not a hardcore band. We don't do that. So, you know, egg on my face. But, you know, I mean, it could be worse. You could have a lot of other things on your face other than, than some eggs. That is true. So, is true. well, thank Ray, you for having me, boys. Dude, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's, I know it's been a long time coming. I know we've uh, been chatting with you for probably about a couple of months and our schedule has just been so wild. But it's great to finally get you on, talk a little bit of hockey. Um, you know, we got the playoffs going on, which is really cool. And definitely want to hear a little bit more about the genesis of, uh, of the band and what you guys are doing. So, uh, before we jump into all the band stuff, let's uh, let's get on to a little bit of playoff hockey. So uh, we know you're you're a, you're a Devils fan, and obviously mm-hmm. the, the season hasn't gone quite the way that you may have wanted it. But as me and I, uh, me and Mikey are Islanders fans, we could talk a little bit about uh, a couple of your boys that we were oh, able yeah. to oh, procure yeah. in Kyle Palmieri and uh, Travis Zajac, or as I like to call him, Pat Zajac, the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> guru just oh spinning spinning the wheel uh especially and, without the beard 
Yeah, right. So what they're saying, though. Oh, man. Um, I, I just hearing... want to step in real quick about that. Because <laughs> about the beards? About the, yeah, Lou yeah. and his beards, man. Dude, Kyle Palmieri without his oh beard. Oh, my God. It's terrible. I, I, I looked. I saw the picture. I think the Islanders tweeted it out. I looked at my phone, and I immediately dropped my phone at work. And I work at a, at a, a hockey shop, so, like, we're all just, like, talking and – and then I see this picture and I'm like, yeah, right? <laughs> not good. <laughs> I, don't I, feel, I feel like I, if I was him, I, I know he had to like wave his no trade clause or no move clause. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, all right, but I get to keep my beard. Like, <laughs> cause he Lou would have cut him. Yeah. Lou cut him. I just and, don't, and honestly, I don't get it, man. He, I, it's so old school. It's just, that's Lou Lamarello. You're not going to change it. Now turning it back a little bit say if lou is still in toronto does joe thornton is he grandfathered in to keep his beard i don't think so i really I don't, don't i mean but, like dude i just have to make this point because it, it like his <laughs> his beard is slowly like come into form already because like lou lets it happen in the playoffs yeah but he still like doesn't have have as much like like scruff as as he's used to mm -hmm. and he really looks like john tavares man like Ooh. it is without, that's that is kind of scary without yeah. the beard wow. he looks just like him i'm like holy crap like get that beard back we don't want that bad omen yeah because <laughs> oh yeah no, that's a sensitive subject for you guys yeah i mean it 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 is and it always it always will be for islander fans but i mean you know, when you saw him take that, that knee to the face, man, like Ooh, whether you yeah. loved him or you hated him, it, it was just like, you got to feel for him. Oh God, man. That was just, and, and what made it even worse is like, you know, so he was laying there on the ice and you knew it was bad, but then like you got that 10 second clip when they were on him where like you saw him like go in and out of consciousness. And like, that was scary. And, yeah, and the, you know, the trainers tried to grab him too. And they're yeah, like, man. like, what are you doing? Like, it's insane. It's just insane. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I, I, you know, any Islander fan that would come to me and be like, ah, oh, you know, fuck him. Like, I'm glad he took that hit would be an Islander fan that I don't want to be an Islander fan anymore. Mm -hmm. Truthfully, I wouldn't want that person to really even be a hockey fan because that's, that's a bunch that's of nonsense. Wrong, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and, and it sucks. And, and the point I was actually uh, about to make with, uh, with Zajac is, uh, you know, so, uh, our, you know, one of our rookie sensations, Oliver Wallstrom took a pretty hard header himself. And um, I know, um, you know, they asked, uh, uh, you know, they, they asked coach about it and um, he was pretty much just saying, ah, oh, it wasn't as bad as it looked, but they're saying that he's most likely going to be kept out of, out of game six, which they're saying that Zajac is going to step in and get some time. So uh, it'll be cool to see, you know, Palmieri and Zajac on the ice together again. But uh, so, how did, uh, you know, as a Devils fan, you know, seeing that trade go down, um, what was like, what were your first thoughts about that? Like, what, what were you thinking? Um, my first thought was with, at least with Zajac, he was the last guy. Cause I think they went to the cup final before Paul Mary got there. I believe so. Yeah. So him and Andy green were the last two guys yeah. from that 2012 team that, mm -hmm. that lost to, to LA. Mm -hmm. And you know, from from him being a devil his entire career, obviously Lou drafted him. You know, mm -hmm. Lou Lou brought him. He brought him into the NHL. So yeah. to see 
it, it, I think it would have been weird to see him with any other team. And I, I think he did. He also have a no move or was it just Paul Mary? I believe they both did. Yeah, yeah, they both did. Yeah. So obviously he has control on where he gets traded to. So mm-hmm. I think it's say if Lou was in, I don't know, uh, say Lou was in like Florida. Mm-hmm. That's probably like he, he would have gone wherever Lou was mm-hmm. just, you know, for that, like the, I guess the, like the respect factor mm-hmm. um, and in Lou bringing him in, knowing that the Islanders, obviously, you know, they, they kind of took a little bit of a tumble towards the end of the season, but, yeah. but that team is a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they are just built for the playoffs, whether you have Barzell, you know, playing, you know, eight, you know, 17, 18 minutes a game to then having, you know, Clutterbuck, Zizekas and Martin playing just as much. And, you know, because that, and that team is so deep too, where, you know, you're saying uh, with Wallstrom out, Zajac's going in, mm-hmm. you're going from, what is he like 22 Wallstrom or he's young. Yeah. He's young. You're yeah. going from a young guy in his, you know, in the start of his career yeah. to a guy like Zajac who granted he didn't see that much playoff time in Jersey. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he, I think he had been there in what 2000 i think seven like that so they were still i don't want to say relevant but they were still like a a stanley cup contending team Mm -hmm. where you know he he's been deep into the playoffs he's been to the cup final you need a guy like that in your room and that's i i see that as i don't say the only reason that they brought him in but Mm -hmm. um i mean if you look at the numbers um he's one of the better face-off guys in his own zone and like you know you know if if you have, if you're up one with, you know, 10 seconds left in a game and you're, and you have a defensive zone face off, are you going to put Barzell out there just because it's Barzell? Or are you going to put a guy who's been in that situation yep. for a thousand times? Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think, you know, with Zajac in the, in let's call it the twilight of his career. Cause I mean, I think he's 35 <laughs> yeah. or 36. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, yeah. I mean that, that veteran presence, you know, is, is great. And I think that's, you know, what the the tangent of Zajac, Andy Green, and Leo Komarov, you know, bring to the Islanders, um, I still can't really fathom why Leo is on that top line. Yeah, um, what, what is that? I, you know, I I don't I don't know. I, I I just I think it's a it's strange. I mean, it's a it's obviously there's no real chemistry there, and you know, I, Leo's trying, man, he's playing his ass off, but he just doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the dexterity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's playing with what is it? Barzell and Eberly? That top yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. But so, honestly, I mean, like it hasn't been terrible. The only thing that sucks with him being on that first line is now Barzell's getting double teamed because yeah, the, exactly. te- you know, the penguins are just like, Oh, fuck it. Like it's Leo Komarov. We could totally yeah. leave him wide open. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. we- it's not even like he's like turning the puck over or being out of position. It's just like the team. It's, it's Leo Komarov. Pe- yeah, he's yeah, not a the threat. The Penguins aren't taken yeah. seriously. Exactly. Yeah, but I think, I guess my take on it would be, is not that Barzell is Wayne Gretzky, but Gretzky always had um, uh, McSorley with him. Yeah. So I guess you know, like if if they have Brandon Tanev going after, you know, chasing after Barzell all game. Yep. Ka- mm-hmm. Komarov is going to be that guy to be like, hey, like, settle down there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, just like, you yep. know, not, I wouldn't say, I guess, veteran presence, uh, mm-hmm. phys- physical presence. Yeah. Cause he, yep. cause was he playing on that line with Martin and uh, Clutterbuck or was that, has they, the three of them have stayed or no, no, he was with, he was with them when Martin was in Toronto. Uh, was that so it? like, no, no, Leo came after because Leo came with Martin. Like back to Long Island. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Leo has kind of bounced all around. And, you know, I do want to give him just a little bit, little bit of credit. And I'm not, (laughs) and then we'll move on because we've talked way too much about Leo Komarov. But (laughs) one thing about him is he doesn't back down. Like, exactly. Dude. And you you need guys like that. Danny Malkin is probably seven inches bigger than him and could just throw him around like a rag doll. And, Leo Komarov does not back down to him and kind of gets in his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does not so give a shit out there. He, he does know. not. So, you know what? This is kind of where that kind of player shines. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care if he's on the first line. What I really need is Matt Barzell to, to turn it up a notch and, and then we'll be good. Do you um, think he's happy in Trotz's system? Yes and no. Uh, you know, I, I think he, he wants to be able to to run free and, and you know, razzle-dazzle teams, yeah. which he did, you know, under Doug Waite and, you know, the year he won the Calder. But teams also caught on to him. Yeah. And, and they, they figured out some of his, like, blue line loop-de-loops and, mm-hmm. and you know, a, a defensive first system that trots runs isn't that's never going to fly with him. So exactly. Yeah. And, that's and why I asked Ovechkin had the same kind of growing pains with Barry trots too. Yeah. But I, I guarantee if, if, you know, if the salary cap didn't exist and you know, this now Ovechkin is a free agent. I guarantee he would be down to, to reunite with Barry Trotz because he knows that he has another shot than a winning win in the Stanley Cup. So mm-hmm. some of that stat stuff, you know, needs to just go out the window. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I, I think I think Barzy is is all right with that if if he wins a cup. Yeah, it's you know, they don't ask how, they ask how many. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and that's and that's just kind of the the crux of it all. Um, but uh you know, the there are other things about the, these playoffs that are that are kind of an anomaly to, to me. Um, you know, seeing the Oilers get blanked is just like I, I I couldn't believe it. I mean, and then, but I guess when you look at it, you know, like a, a Connor McDavid does not make a team. Uh, you know, as good as he is, but um, it's just it's kind of wild uh, to see what's going on over in the West just in general. I mean, you know, here here I I was thinking, you know, that. Vegas would just obliterate the wild and the wild are, are, are hanging tough. I mean, everything is kind of wild right now. Even, uh, I mean, you know, you kind of figured that um, you know, the lightning would end up taking their series. And I mean, you know, they still got a game to play, but it's, I feel like it's kind of like a, you know, a, kind of an unsaid thing there, but I mean, the Bruins and the Capitals, I mean, you know, if the Islanders end up getting past the Penguins, I mean, we couldn't be in a better position because we've exactly, handled the yeah. Bruins all season. So, yeah. but, but out the out in the West, man, it's, it's, it's kind of wacky out there, man. What's going on. Uh, other than of course the avalanche. I mean, that, that was a foregone conclusion. That did you see, did you see Philip Grubauer's Instagram post? No, I didn't. No. What, did he, oh, uh, my. what happened? So, uh-oh. <laughs> 
I th- what was it after game one when uh Bennington like skated over and tried to fight him, or was that game two? Oh, uh, I think that was game two. I'm trying to remember from highlights. I think so, it was the second game, yeah. Yeah, so there was a picture. Um, the camera was like up here like this, and it was Grubauer and Bennington, and the ref was holding back Bennington, and Grubauer was kind of just like... <laughs> and the, ca- the caption was memories from round one. Oh, my God. Just Ooh. shut him down. Jeez, man. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, I Savagery. think what... I, it total savagery, but I, uh, I'm loving it so far, man. I mean, like, and you know what the other thing that, um, is, is kind of wild to me is like, um, you know, so the NBA playoffs have started and, you know, the, the Knicks are in the playoffs, uh, which is a big thing for New Yorkers like Mikey and I, because, you know, mm-hmm. like the Knicks are, have been perennial, perennially terrible, oh, they, but, oh, yeah. um, but I haven't like, and usually like even while the the hockey players are going on i'm speaking for myself not mikey but i'm usually like catching some basketball here and there but i've been so invested in the in the hockey playoffs and not just the islander games but like trying to catch little bits and pieces of of all of the games that i can that like i haven't even flipped on an nba game at all and i think that you know the the way the divisions were laid out have kind of created this real um like this real like palpability and tension about every game. Um, and it's created just like such an, an insane environment. Um, and, but it is still kind of a bummer to see uh, the Canadian teams are, are still, you know, playing in their own bubbles without fans. I mean, uh, you know, some of those games, like some of those Toronto Montreal games, I mean, if there oh are fans God. in those buildings, man, wow. I mean, it would be a whole nother level. So, um, you know, it's, it's a little, little unsettling to see, but uh, you know, cool that that's the, the line that they're taking. But um, so, you know, obviously this uh, episode is going to air a, a little bit later, but um, having said that, any wild predictions that you might have uh, for the playoffs, anyone that, you know, you might think kind of might make it deep that other people are thinking that maybe they don't have an opportunity. So I was kind of in the boat where not that Winnipeg was going to sweep Edmonton, but mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're not going to win with two guys and a, and granted Mike Smith played out of his mind, but mm-hmm. like, you know, he's, I think he turns 40 this year. I believe so. You know, yeah. and, and I mean, you know, he, he basically had like a, a whole renaissance this season, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> that, and then like with, with Edmonton too, like there was just a stat that Darnell nurse had a, fi- a near five minute shift the other night in game four, a five minute shift. And it was literally, it's just him. Tyson and it's him and Tyson Berry. Like, you know, you can't keep rolling them like every other shift. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, that's where the depth um, comes into play. Like a deep team, like the Islanders, yep. a, deep, a, na- a now deeper team, like the Bruins, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause well, they brought in Hall and uh, Lazar from Buffalo. Yep. yep. You bring in, you bring in your stud and then you bring in uh, a role guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as predictions go, um, I think the, I wouldn't count out Minnesota just yet. Another, you know, deep, you know, heavy mm-hmm. team. It's, it's just, they, I think if they had played Colorado in the first round, I don't think Colorado would have swept them. I think that game, that series would have gone at least six. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Vegas is just, I, they're just too deep. Like, mm. yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I don't want to say I I don't want to say I don't see them coming out of the West, but 
to have a Vegas Colorado final mm-hmm. or, or Western conference final to yeah. go to the, to the final that series, I think in itself might even be better than the Stanley cup final. Mm. Like yeah. the, the amount of skill, the, you know, you have that the three headed monster of yep. Laniscog, Rantanen, McKinnon yep. going against stone Pacioretty. And I think mm-hmm. they had Marcia. So on their line or maybe Chandler Stevenson. Yeah. Um, who's, who's been insane. Like he, he came over from Washington beating Vegas in the cup final. And then he was like, a, he, a, he, if this was a full season, he would have had like 25 goals from Chandler Stevenson. Yeah. Like it's crazy. You know, yeah. I mean, granted, you know, you put anybody, you could put anybody with a guy like Mark stone. And if they don't produce, it's like, like what are you doing? So no, for sure. And then I think out of Canada, um, I had predicted that uh Carey Price was gonna at least steal a couple games. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they're deep enough offensively to hang with Toronto's big guns. Um, granted, I thought they had one of the better decor, or I wouldn't say decors, but like uh, you know, Petrie and, and Weber, you know, as Weber on that top pair. And then after him, you got to deal with Petrie who mm. I thought could have won the Norris this year with the season that he had. Um, but Toronto, I mean, I think missing Tavares might hurt them a little bit. I still think they're really deep up the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, uh, they put in one of the the kids. Was it um, Sandine's a defenseman, but who is the kid that uh, there was like a Robertson. Nick Robertson? Not sure. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but they they haven't they have the the depth even from you know the the taxi squad guys that can like. Yeah. And you know the, I think their one line was literally Spezza, Thornton, Felino. Yeah. That's... And 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 you know Felino you could plug in anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thornton he still has the vision. I mean I know he played with Matthews and Marner for like a a little bit this season, which was. Yep which was honestly funny. It was like, you know, take your kids to work day <laughs> when he was on a line with them. Yeah. But you know, Thornton, you know, he, he doesn't quite have the legs that he used to, Yeah. to maybe, you know, put up top line minutes, you know, mm-hmm. like you can't have him playing the same amount of time as Austin Matthews yeah, and Marner. So. Yeah. Like at, at his age, but like, you know, you put him on like, maybe give him power play time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, have him in the net front or like the bumper guy. Um, and he's going to produce it's, it's fucking Joe Thornton, like yeah. <laughs> kind of enough, enough right there. I mean, he's, I think he has more points than like three or four NHL franchises do. Totally. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I dig that, man. I, I think, uh, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up. So, um, I have one question as I'm looking in your background and I'm seeing what looks to be a rink. It is. What are we, what are we looking at in the back there? What do we got? we are looking at a um i actually have two there's one that's um kind of right up above my bed the one above my bed which you can't see mm-hmm. is the 2010 winter classic at Sick. fenway park nice which was the bruins flyers yep but that one there which uh kind of holds a special place in my heart i was not at this game but i was at one of the games in the series mm-hmm. the 2003 stanley cup final and that is Continental Arena yep. for the celebration <clears throat> when the Devils had won three to nothing. Yeah, against the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. That's awesome. Yeah, when I went to Game Two of that series with uh, with my family, it was 
I still, <clears throat> I still vividly remember Patrick Eliash scoring a goal on a rebound and he kind of skated into the corner where we were, well, I mean, we were up in the nosebleeds, but mm-hmm. he like skated around to our corner. Yeah. And it was just one of those, like his very simple celebration, just, mm-hmm. you know, hold a stick up or like yep. he did like the, the wing thing that he was, mm-hmm. that he, he was known for doing, but that was, yeah, that was uh game seven back in uh, 2003. Love that. That's sweet, man. I, uh, I, I don't have enough, um, like hockey memorabilia, like on, like anywhere, like on my walls, like I've got like a couple of like show posters and stuff, but also like, you know, I, I can't fully deck out my bedroom because it also belongs to my fiance as well. Um, uh, so like, you know, if which I, I heard you're getting married, congrats. Yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, and, that's, been... and that's also why we had to push this back even further. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, so, th- so I'll just tell you real quick and then we'll, we'll get, yeah. uh, to talking about, uh, hold on. I, I I'll just do it right now. Oh, oh, so like my wife was on the, the bridal shower. And like, I heard like Tom, like talking on the zoom and I didn't even like think twice that like Tom's grandma was probably on that. And like mom <laughs> and I see Tom and I just flip him off and then, <laughs> oh, and then walk no. away. And then Caitlin oh, like no. pulls me aside after the zoom. She's like, you just flipped off like the entire bridal show. <laughs> you sure did, man. You got some splaining to do. Tough look, tough look, Mike. So, like, um, it's funny because so real quick, so <laughs> they they did like a uh, an impromptu like bachelorette party and bridal shower for my fiance this past weekend, mm-hmm. and um, I mean it was it was it, it went off without a hitch, but like all of these surprises ended up happening, and the surprises were in the form of my fiance's best friend, my fiance's mo- mother, so my mother in law, and my fiance's uh, sister in law just like flew in from New York to surprise us. So I live in like a two bedroom apartment. So we had like six people and a dog. So oh like, suffice to say, like it, it was, it was a tight weekend and I didn't get a lot of sleep and I worked. And when I wasn't working, I was doing all this kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I, I, uh, yeah, you know, I just, I was, just had to, I just had to throw it in there. No, and it's good. And then, you know, to cap it all off, you know, everyone's having a good time playing shower games here comes Mikey Ryan in his like coast to coast shirt, just being like, Oh, fuck you, fuck you, man. <laughs> and then like, everyone's just like, who is that? Like incorrigible man with That's that my dis- boy, Mikey. disgusting beard just Aww. coming up in here. Oh, I, it was like God. such an instinct. I just heard Caitlin go, Hey Tom. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to go flip Tom off. And then I like did it. And then I saw like all these like women on the screen and I'm just like, probably shouldn't have done that it's like walking away not only that and like while you're flipping me off like your wife is bouncing your your like baby daughter on her knee just like hi kaylee and you're like fuck you too like fuck everybody (laughs) oh oh my god so it was it was everything everything just fell apart right brutal but but i'll tell you what uh i mean it all went off without a hitch uh we got a lot of awesome gifts and stuff so if any anyone in my family or extended family if you're listening to this podcast, which you probably aren't because you don't care enough about hockey. Um, thank you for, for doing all that. Uh, so uh, now that we've talked about that, let's talk about uh, New Jersey hardcore band painted shut. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, man, painted young. So, so uh, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, how you guys started, uh, you know, what brought y'all together? Uh, you know, the, the kind of music that like when you were starting that you were sort of looking to, 
create or emulate? Uh, you know, what kind of was the genesis of, uh, of Painted Young? So Painted Young was basically the, uh, the child of our, our singer, Chris. Okay. Um, he had started the band... I think he had said back in like, you know, years ago, maybe 2012, 2013, I had, okay, wow. we, and we didn't know each other then. Okay. Um, he was just him and a couple of his buddies were just doing like a, a cover set for a charity thing at his high school. Ooh. And um, the, uh, the person running, it was like, Hey, what's the band called? And the first thing that popped up to, into his head was painted young. And he was just <laughs> like, all right, we're going to roll with that. Um, right, hey, so right. basically That's better. Mine would have been like, fart dog <laughs> like just fart like dog right like something that just comes to the top of your mind it would have been so bad but painted young that works man hey it worked it uh and it's, it's been going ever since so the um the story of how i ended up getting roped into it um we had a we had a buddy of ours who was running um just like a, a like a cover show uh this was probably two years ago maybe three actually three years ago now I've, you had to forget like the, the whole COVID year. So you have to push everything back a year. Yep. Yeah, exactly. yep. So uh, like about three years ago um, at this uh, smaller venue um, in Jersey called Crossroads and Bailey, our drummer, him and I were part of a cover set with the kid, Kevin, who was running it. We were doing a yellow card cover set. Cool. And the day before the show, um, one of the bands just dropped. And it was like, it was a 21 and over show and the band had failed to mention that they were all like 16 and 17. <laughs> and um, so Kev is like scrambling to try and find a replacement. And Bailey was like, Hey, like I've played a couple of shows with this kid, Chris, like we could just do a green day set. And right. he put it, he was like, Hey, Ray, do you want to play bass for it? I'm like, sure. Why not? You know, I, I, I like green day, you know, it's some fun stuff to play. Yeah. And um we were in a group chat. We decided the set list. Um, I show up to the venue the next day because um, my my amp was getting backlined. And I see this kid with like a black denim jacket that said painted young on the back. He was wearing his own merch. I have to chirp him for that. Or homemade merch. They will call it that. <laughs> and um, I go, hey, um, are you Chris? And he was like, oh, yeah. Hi. Uh, what's up? He was probably thinking I was like some like peasant fan like listener and i was like oh i'm ray i'm your bassist today he's like oh shit nice to meet you man so we we played the set no practice either like literally just like i sat here in front of my computer just learned a bunch of learned the set mm -hmm. we played it 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 turned it was actually awesome so then um we were doing more shows together and we were just it was mainly just like cover shows so mm -hmm. the next one that we did or the next like two or three that we did um were a couple of like all-time low cover sets cool. and then chris was getting offers for like his original stuff so he was just like hey like chris or bailey ray you guys have been playing with me for the last like couple months like i trust you guys can you guys learn my original stuff i was like yeah sure let's let's do it so then it was kind of more kind of pop punk like uh i wouldn't say it's like as like green day punk but like kind of like that was one of his bigger influence like fallout boy stuff like that okay. um and um since we had ended up joining full time we've kind of been going more towards this like kind of like a pop sound like pop rock he likes to call it chris likes to call it power pop uh okay. like yep. we're the we're the power pop boys i guess <laughs> um 
and um yeah we, we've been going ever since um we have two songs out off of our new ep that's coming out uh this friday i know it's not going to air until later on but uh may 28th the smallest similarities nice. uh will drop um we have two of our so songs that are out on uh, spotify and everything right now and also fun fact a another hockey podcast we had actually reached out and they had played our song 45 after midnight that podcast being the missing curfew podcast with okay. uh with uh shane o'brien uh scotty upshaw and jimmy hayes so uh they um they opened the show with the song they like gave us a little shout out and then they actually played the song at the end of the show Sick. uh which was awesome yeah and um and yeah it was it was kind of it was it was pretty it was pretty cool um and that actually got us like a real nice bump in plays like i think the week that the episode had dropped i think we had gotten like almost 2000 plays in that Sweet. week That's and it was awesome. like you know it's like all over the place too so yeah. like i mean great. Hey, i'll take it so of course hell yeah so yeah. the so yeah the, so the new ep uh tell us a little bit about that so uh uh did you work with anyone notable on it did you uh like was it like a full studio kind of deal or did you do it part and parcel how did you guys kind of meander the the waves of covid and get this done so it actually had started uh november of 19 Okay. Um, we had tracked the first single that we put out, 45 After Midnight. Um, we had worked with uh, Rob Freeman of the Audio Pilot. Uh, he played guitar in uh, Hidden in Plain View. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and he had done some production work on um, on a couple of Gym Class Hero songs. Cool. A lot of a lot of the songs that had like the features. It was like Stereo Hearts, um, Ass Back Home. Um, mm -hmm. What was the one with the dude from One Republic, uh, the fighter. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, and he's like, probably he's like an hour and a half out. Like he's kind of, I don't want to say up in the boonies, but he's like in the mountains, okay, up in North Jersey. Um, so <laughs> it's been a hell of a ride <laughs> trying to record the CP. So yeah, I can imagine when we when we did the single, uh, we were only there for two days. We basically tracked everything with a little bit of vocals the first day and the next morning bailey our drummer had woken up and it turned out that he was passing a kidney stone oh, so geez. like we had to like drive him we had to drive him to a uh an urgent care and they're like yeah you're going to the hospital so like yep, yep. and his mom and his brother drove up and they live down they're like down near the shore so it was like it was like two hours for them that's, to get there that's a rough one and bailey like in the hospital bed with his blessing was like ray chris go go finish it <laughs> go finish it <laughs> which he, he ended up getting discharged while we were still there so um they ended up coming back and they had heard you know like the uh you know first initial cut of the song mm -hmm. which was cool um we we then went to track two more songs and we were going to be there for like three or four days give or take like he's got like a loft where like people can stay that's cool and the second day that we were tracking, we had gotten all the drums and like 75% of guitars done. I'd finished my bass track and that week was like, I don't know if you guys got hit by it, but there was like that huge tropical storm. I don't know, but don't we, we got, yeah, we got, I'm... we got destroyed mm -hmm. and we lost power at the studio. Oh, yeah. So now we have kidney stone is strike one. <laughs> 
power outage is strike two. We are set to go finish it in January. I'm sitting in bed with a sprained MCL from my hockey game. Oh. The week and then the week after I had gotten hurt, we had we had a one of our last practices before we were supposed to go up. Bailey's boss ends up at work. He's like, "Oh, um, I might have COVID." After the three of us had all been together, we all ended up getting it. Oh my! So god. We then oh, had to man. push it back even more. and thank god like nothing else happened when we were actually at the studio to finish it so like if that was like strike three like if something happened at the studio we had joked around with rob and he was like yeah you guys can't come back after (laughs) you know three three strikes and you're done yeah right exactly now i'm I'm trying to piece this together were you guys like patient number one of covid like (laughs) no 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 um so you oh yeah yeah. so so it was fairly on early on and 2020 or no it was actually we we had tracked 45 november december of 19 and then that march was the covid outbreak we had gone i think in august and then that's when that's when the storm hit and then this past january when we all got it we didn't and we ended up going back i think uh it was either end of february beginning of march so it, it, it was spread out very, very much. So over time. Gotcha. <laughs> I was like, man, you like, you guys were, oh, we, were, were <laughs> we were not the first cases, <laughs> first cases. <laughs> we were not, we, we, I mean, we, we got a little lucky with that. I mean, like, I'm sure there were plenty of people that had COVID before, like it was COVID, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I have even said it to a bunch of people, um, November of 19, like I was like, I was, I, I thought I had the flu, like, like yeah. just the bad flu. And for like four days, I was like, I was out of it. And the, mm-hmm. the terrible thing about it was at that time I was working in like retail retail. I was working for uh-huh. Best Buy. So like, I, you know, it was literally Thanksgiving. So I was like, I, I was in, you know, I was working 12 hour shift with like 102 fever. Like I, it was bad news. And then, yeah. but but luckily they were nice enough where like I got through like black Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then when Monday rolled around, I just like looked at my boss and he was like, yeah, man, you gotta like go home go or something. Home. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I was convinced like that, like I yeah. probably had it and didn't realize it. Uh, but who knows, you know what I mean? It could have been. The yeah. Same, but- and even, even too, I thought I did too. So my younger brother who he's actually a hip hop artist. Um, he, every year around Christmas, uh, we were doing a show at the stone pony, which is like our, you know, like the, you know, Bruce played there, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but every for the past couple of years, he's been doing these Christmas shows with Sammy Adams. Okay. And and Sammy's been like our boy since then. Like he was awesome. He, he was here for Fourth of July. Like I see him pull up. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> um, but the day of that show, and myself, Bailey, and Chris are all playing. So like my brother's got like a live band behind him. Mm-hmm. The couple couple hours leading up to the show, my brother's got like cold sweats. He's throwing up. Like he just he's as sick as a dog. Oh jeez. He 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 starts feeling a little bit better before the show. He plays the show, and then I'm up in the corner with my family and everybody, and I'm like, I do not feel good at all. Yeah. And then like the next like three days, like I had to call out of work for like three days. I was like, I cannot move. Like I am in no like i'm in no state of mind to be doing anything yeah of course it's crazy yeah. man. yeah no i i believe it man it's 
it was, I definitely think it was around before it was, it was, it was rightly discovered. So, mm-hmm. um, so, and I just want to ask a quick question about that. Cause that, mm-hmm. I think that's super interesting. So you said that your, your younger brother is, uh, is a hip hop artist. Are, now have you like, have you like helped him out with tracks and like played on tracks and stuff with him? Um, uh, a couple, um, okay. he, he would kind of come to me like, Hey, like I've been, I'm having a tough time figuring out like a you know a piano melody or a guitar melody, yeah. melody. And, um, I'll put, I'll just, he'll kind of mouth it out to me. I'll play. It and he's like, okay, try this. I'll mm-hmm. do it. And then, um, and then I put a, I put a couple bass lines down for him and, um, which, which is awesome too. And he, he's also a, a hockey player too. He's, he's the forward. He was supposed to be the goalie. I ended up being the goalie. Ah, um, so, um, but in playing the shows with him, we kind of just like broke up his tracks. We like took out the drums and the bass mm-hmm. and we left a lot of like the synths and other yeah. you know, fun stuff in there, mm-hmm. um, which was unbelievable. And I, I've played a couple of shows with him. I did a little I wouldn't call it a tour. It was like a weekend run with him okay. with with Sammy and uh, Huey Mack, which was oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. So we did. um we did Toad's Place up in New Haven, which is like their version of, uh, I guess, like, I'm sure you guys have been to Starland. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been yep. to Toad's Place, too. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, Toad's, Toad's, yeah. Dude, Toad's was, oh, my God. I would I would kill to play another show there. Um, there, um, some really shitty nightclub in Philly. And then um, we ended it at, at uh, Irving Plaza. And that was insane. Sweet. Yeah. Like, not not like the, the, not the huge room, but the middle yeah. room. Yeah, the middle room. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what the big rooms, the Marlin room, then there's yeah. the basement and then there, what's the, and then there's room? a mill. I, I forget, forget the name of the middle room, but I saw, uh, I am the avalanche played the middle room and that was, Ooh. that was pretty rad, but yeah, no, I'm familiar with that middle yeah. room, but it's still, I, saw, I mean, that's a, it's a big cap there. Yeah. I saw, uh, the Acacia strain counterparts and Kublai Khan in the basement there. Oof, yeah. I'm sure I'm that was sure. brutal. No, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Never mind. What's up? I, I just had a just a, a brain fart but that happens that's that's what we do on bar down break what down. were you what were you farting about what brain were you farting i'm pretty sure that joe from ice nine kills might have been in that band before which band? Acadia strain. A, Acacia oh, Acacia strain? strain yeah hmm. i don't know i mean it's I, possible I don't know either yeah. Acacia strain are just very brutal there's brutal breakdowns just like bro. yeah and um, because you guys had a uh, you guys had my boy Sean on from uh, Life Itself. Yeah, so yeah. I was in Life Itself with Sean. Oh shit! Okay, and, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and and that's actually how I had gotten linked up with you guys. I saw Sean was on. I was like, a hockey music podcast? Fuck yeah! Sign me up for this. Yeah, man. And um, the guy that we had produced or that he had produced the the more you love with Life Itself, mm-hmm. he was Acacia Strange touring drummer for like a good like couple years like oh, he wow. did um yeah he did some he did one real long tour with him and it was uh it was insane but but yeah shout out to maddie guglamo of uh of uh oh my gosh uh graphic nature audio had to had to shout him out real quick but yeah shout out sean too hell yeah my boy love that so um i do want to talk a little more ep because it it like visually has like it's very aesthetically pleasing with the, the like the color rushes and, and all that. And then you incorporated that into, you know, your music videos. Like, you know, is, is that a common theme that you guys are going to keep, you know, going with the, 
you know, the upcoming releases that you're doing for this EP? Um, so with, with this EP, um, it's kind of more like a total rebrand. Cause if you've seen like the first promo pictures that we did when Bailey and I first joined, it was literally like in like a, a movie theater parking lot under a light. And it, I told Chris, I was like, we're not using these promos anymore. We look like we're in a hardcore band. <laughs> so then so, Tom maybe wasn't too far off. It wasn't yeah, off. Yeah, we, we could. <laughs> I mean, uh, but yeah, with, <clears throat> with the, the whole like, kind of color rush, everything, um, I, I don't actually know really where it kind of stemmed from, but um, we, we were kind of just like perusing around and kind of messing around with stuff. And the purple, white, and black colorway kind of just like, kind of just jumped out at us mm -hmm. like my high school colors were purple my hockey jersey was purple it was kind of cool i'd rather a black one but the purple was pretty sweet so i um <clears throat> in doing that um i don't know if you guys have seen the music video for 45 after midnight but um basically like bailey's drum kit is now purple i have a jazz bass that i had refinished in like a purple sparkle okay and then chris had like a like a purple bandana and some other stuff on him so when the video starts, it's kind of in black and white, but the only thing that the, the only color that comes out is the purple. And it, it just, it, you know, it's, you said it's, it's aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. So with the other, like the, you know, all this week we've been dropping little teasers um, of each song before Friday. So Thursday will be the last one before the uh, album actually, or the EP is released. And um, we had a, a, uh, we used my dad's 89 Corvette and uh, Chris's friend, uh, shout out Jessa. Um, she was like the, uh, the, the model of it. So um, she's kind of, and even too, we, uh, we actually just announced we're doing a, um, a uh, live stream for our EP. Oh, sweet. And, That's um, awesome. And we actually, you know, a little spoiler, but uh, Jessa is basically like, she's like kind of texting Chris as we are playing. So, uh, like, she's basically telling us, like, what um, what songs to play. Oh, that's cool. Oh, cool. That's so, awesome. I like yeah, that. So, so, we have, like, we have a song called OMG, which stands for uh, Oh Miss Gladiator. And um, she is Miss Gladiator. So, that's kind of been, like, the, um, what do you call it? Like, the, the, the lucky egg. Or, you know, like, the... Um, uh, like what what's what's like an egg in a in a in a video game oh yeah like a like a um uh like a surprise kind of deal yeah like yeah, a, yeah. yeah like yeah, a hidden so, a hidden gem yeah yes, yeah exactly, exactly. yeah okay. so cool. so yeah that is kind of the gem and she's texting chris like as we are playing uh-huh um kind of telling us like what to play and chris cool. is basically answering back with like lyrics of the songs so oh, that's cool yeah, it's 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 it, it turned out to be like a really cool production and when is that live stream uh going to be dropping uh we're scheduled we're, we have it set for june 4th june 4th awesome that's cool man uh now is that uh is that going to be like one of those is it going to be like a like a paid sort of live stream or is it just going to be like anyone can kind of jump on and yeah i think uh, yeah i don't see anybody paying any big time money for cool. us so <laughs> and we're, we're we're not quite there yet like i know no. you guys i know you guys had Derek from uh state champs on here so like we're not quite uh <laughs> <laughs> Which funny fun fact, my my buddy and I were watching. We were at a Devils game. They're playing against Dallas, and we were waiting for the train to get to go back. And my buddy walks out of the bathroom. He was like, "D 
dude, I just took a piss next to Derek from state champs. <laughs> I was like, what? Cause he's, isn't he from New York? He's from Albany. Yeah. He's but he, Albany. he, yeah, he probably but came he, down for, for that. Yeah. Cause uh, isn't he like boys with, um, with Sagan and, uh, well, cause he played hockey too, but he's boys with Sagan and Ben, I think. Yeah. Kind, yeah, of. kind of. And, and it, I mean, it came and, to his, one of his shows and it's kind of funny. Cause I guess really the only reason he's boys with Sagan and, and Ben is because Chuck from simple plan, like, pretty much was like, Hey, uh, we're touring with this band state champs and they're huge stars fans, uh, and huh. got Sagan and Ben. And like, I think a couple of other stars to like, come to like the state champ show and kind of just like, as state champs was like coming like off playing like their set, like just walked into the back and Chuck was like, oh, I want to introduce you to these guys. And like, <laughs> Derek was just like, uh, that's sick. And, that and it's, sick. and we talk about it a lot, but it's kind of funny about how, like, you know, these guys that, as musicians, you kind of grow up or I shouldn't say grow up, but you know, you, you kind of look at with like that idolization factor, you know, like you look at a guy like Derek from state champs, you're like, Oh my God, you're Derek from state champs. Like, you, yeah. you know, you don't know this crazy stuff, but like Derek from state champs can still be stopped dead in his tracks and like, you know, like totally get tongue twisted and like blubber out because like he's meeting like his heroes, you know? So exactly, yeah. I, I think, I think that's such a cool thing. And I think that's one of the things that makes this podcast so cool is like, you know, there are a lot of musicians who have a lot of love for, for hockey as a sport. The hell, look, specific- at, look at Bieber. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Bieber's skating with Marner, Matthews, uh, Bieber's, Barry Bieber, and all them. Yeah. Bieber's a get, I mean, you know, we we're you know, we, I someone had, had asked him us, on this podcast. I would too. I would, I would talk RV. to Justin Bieber. I would talk hell to yeah. I mean, I would love to sit in a room and talk with him. You know, he's the Beebs. I would probably, honestly, if I was talking to him, I'd be like, why did you do that thing where you didn't know the words to Despacito? So you said Dorito and like Taquito and whatever. And he'd be like, oh, you know, I don't know, bro. He's probably like, just, I don't know. He's probably, he's probably so high or something. Good for him, man. Yeah. Good, for, good for Justin Bieber. Best oh, Christmas yeah. album of all time. Just, Justin, Justin Bieber? Bieber. Yeah, I don't know, man. You, you, I don't think you've you've heard like the Reliant K Christmas album because that is also very good. Wow, Reliant but you know K, what a name. I mean, you know, it's just like Christmas. Well, I mean, you know, some people love Christmas in July, right? Some people like celebrate that like half Christmas stuff. I've never been cool enough to do that, but you know, it's you know, I'm getting married. No it's like, that. Ha- dude, that- a lot of people do ha- celebrate half Christmas. You may, you but might a lot not of people, think so. A lot of people do love Texas in July. Texas in July. That's a band. That's a, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people. I miss them so much. Look, man, listen, if you ever are able to get painted shut together, I think you can play with <laughs> Texas in July. You can play with the Acacia strain. You can so play down. with all those. So, all, so, so uh, one, one quick last thing. I, I have one last question and then mm-hmm. I'm sure Mikey has one last question and then we'll, uh, we'll kind of roll it out just because we've been chatting, believe it or not for about, about almost an hour or so. But so oh, um, wow. as far as your, um, you know, cause I always just love to kind of hear about like influences and like what, what gets people into music. So, um, did, so the first, first question, and then the second question will probably be the more elaborative one. But, um, so the first question is what instrument did you start with? Like, so what did you pick up first? And then the second question is, you know, what kind of, you know, bands or artists really got you into playing and creating and the kind of music that you're creating now, you know? Yeah, no, no, great question. Um, I picked up a guitar in seventh grade, maybe. Um, okay. I found uh, my dad's old uh, Madeira acoustic, cool. and um, 
And I had found out later that he had actually played in a band when he was my age at that time. Oh, wow. And um, they had played, you know, like their, their schools, like, you know, the eighth grade ball or dance, whatever. Mm -hmm. And fun fact with that is the drummer of his band. uh, He actually ended up pursuing a career in professional music and he was a touring drummer, like a backup drummer uh, for Kiss. Oh shit. That's awesome. Yeah. So like, (laughs) you know, he, he did all those, uh, he did a couple of tours with kiss, which was insane. And, um, and you know, when my, when I found it, I he was like, Hey, like if you learn on this first, um, you know, we'll, we'll get you an electric guitar. Um, got, got my first electric and, um, started my first band, um, freshman year of high school, took that for about two years we actually got to play starland and we were kind of like a it was i don't know if i'd call it grindcore but like think of like suicide season era bring me the horizon okay it was kind of like that kind of stuff cool cool um and then um from there was a um a little after high school um i was in a band with a couple of guys where i was still playing guitar at the time they once that stopped or once that ended a couple of the guys got back together and the bassist had wanted to play guitar so they were like hey um ray if you want um come play bass nick is just going to use your rig and you can use his bass rig so i from you know maybe 2015 on i've been kind of playing full-time bass so awesome and then uh like i said real quick uh you know as far as um like your kind of influences and stuff like what, you know, what music would you say? Cause uh, you know, it's kind of funny, like, you know, a lot of what I'm hearing from you is a lot of uh, like more kind of aggressive music. So is that kind of what got you into this, this space first? Yeah. So the, the first time I had heard forwards to choke upon by bullet for my Valentine in NHL 2006 or 2005. Okay. And it was, I think that, well, that, that was like the best soundtrack. It was that, it was Four Words and uh, Backcountry by Avenged Sevenfold. So yeah, like yeah, I, I got got into, it was mainly, you know, Bullet, uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Um, that that went into the, uh, like Kill Switch, into heavier bands like, like you know, Bring the Horizon, Parkway mm-hmm. Drive. Um, and then even just from going to like, you know, Bamboozle and Warp Tour, yeah. Um, I was, you know, seeing, you know, Devil Wars Prada, Red Jumpsuit mm-hmm. Apparatus. Yep. Um, to then, you know, like All Time Low, mm-hmm. um, Jimmy Eat World, Paramore, sure. a lot of those oh, bands. Yeah. Awesome. And um, and then after, I mean, I was still like playing heavier stuff at the time, but then I had been listening to, um, kind of like soft. I don't say soft, but like you know, like State Champs. Mm-hmm. Um uh all time low again um and then through a kid that was living at my house at the time who was a videographer he was shooting a video for um a band called grayscale oh yeah from phil from philly yep yep. yeah i got got the cap right here and um (laughs) and i actually i ran into the i ran into colin nick and dallas I, i drove down to philly to see Beartooth, under oath and bring me the horizon and i saw them i was like Hey, uh, the kid who's living with me is like shooting a music video for you, or he's like editing a video. And they're like, "Wait, what, Matt?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he lives with me." So every other time that I've seen Grayscale, 
uh, since then, uh, Colin, their vocalist was like, Hey man, you know, how you doing? How, how's your music? How's the hockey? How's your brother and his music and hockey? And how's Maddie doing? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, kind of formed a little bond there with, uh, with Colin. Sick. So I've been listening to, you know, I'm patiently waiting for their new album to come out, but I've been listening to a lot of them. I love, uh, love the 1975, um, just, you know, like, you know, just relaxing kind of mm-hmm. out there stuff. Um, cool. John Mayer too. Got to see him live once, and that was one of the best shows I'd ever seen. Guy, super um, talented. Yeah, dude. I'm unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'll go. I'll literally go from like, you know, boundaries, counterparts, and all that stuff to Grayscale, 1975. So like, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. So it started with the heavier stuff, and then, um, as I've been playing, you know, not as heavy music, I have to kind of, mm-hmm. not just like play bass differently kind of have to like feel it a little differently sure no i agree with that absolutely man that's a cool insight man i just you know i always love to hear kind of where 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 it all starts and what kind of stuff you got into uh but yeah so uh I, mikey i know um you know do you have uh, like one last hockey question that you want to try to dive into a little bit before we uh we call in a night here not hockey question just because Ooh. i feel like we uh we, we we did a good amount of playoff talk in the beginning can't talk about my career <laughs> I'm the oh, all-time well, I'm the I'm the all-time saves leader in New Jersey high school history. Is that a fact? 1989 saves in 4 years. So does that mean that your team was really bad or really good? First 2 years they were <laughs> awful. We were awful. The next 2 years we were better, but they we would win a game 5-2 and I would still have like 40 some odd saves. Damn. So it was you know, there was no such thing. There was just no, no such thing as defense. Yeah, you must have loved those. And guys. I and, I, and, ba- and for basically the last three years, um, so my brother came in my junior year, and the year before I didn't have a backup, so I not only had to play every game, but you know, every practice, I'm the only goalie. When my brother came in, one of his buddies that had played on the middle school team with him was like, "Hey, like I can't really skate all that well." I'm like, "All right, well." I'm going to give you my old set of pads, buy some other goalie gear, and I'm going to teach you how to be a goalie. And then, so he... And now he's in the NHL. (laughs) I have have played against one or two NHLers. Okay. Okay. One of them being Anthony Stolarz, who's a goalie out for... He's in in Anaheim, but he's playing for Team USA right now in the World Championships. Sweet. And then... um, I don't think I played against him in high school, but I definitely played against him um, in like travel. Um, Connor Clifton with the Bruins. So, yeah. And then uh, obviously the Van Riemsdyk brothers are all from Jersey. Um, I think I might have even played Trevor. James was a lot older than me and my younger brother played against their their younger brother. Um, And uh, yeah, yeah. So I was a pretty good goalie. And then fast forwarding to my men's league team now. The my buddy who was my backup in high school now works for basically the guy who runs my team. So if we're ever short guys, I'll skate out and then he just plays goalie. So it kind of okay. came, you know, like full circle where like I'm I taught you how to play goalie and now you're gonna replace me on my men's league team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he's stuck with it and he, he must uh like playing goalie. No, he yeah, he does. I mean he came into my job a little while ago and basically bought an all new catch glove blocker and leg pads. So, uh, 
you know, he's, he's feeling it. He's feeling it. That's he's, some cash he, right there, man. Yeah, well, he, he had the Biden is. bucks. It was, it was a uh, Biden bucks for him. Oh, there you go. Good for him, man. I mean, mm-hmm. got to put those, those, those things to use if you can, man. I, uh, absolutely. I took all my Biden bucks and just saved them for this, for this wedding, man. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's a, that's a smart call. I mean, I mean I'm, it, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure the, the misses, uh, probably wouldn't appreciate if you bought like, you know, $2,000 worth of like old Islanders fisherman jerseys. I mean, yeah, the only Tom's I'm calling you out. You're acting like you put that money aside to your, for your wedding. You definitely bought a shit ton of vinyl records. Not, no, not with that. Not oh, with the Biden bucks records too. Not with the Biden bucks, man. It's all, you, all of my, you guys got to monetize the podcast. That's where you get the, the vinyl money. I mean, look, listen, you know, if anyone out uh, there go to draftkings.com yeah. use promo code THPN. That's Chrome promo code THPN New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. <laughs> um, uh, no, no, man. Restrictions, it's, restrictions may apply. Yeah, exactly. Uh uh call one uh one eight hundred gambler gambling. <laughs> So yeah, I mean we've gotten really good at those ads. It's been great. Now that we just made fun of them, though, DraftKings, DraftKings, we're gonna get like an angry email from the Hockey Podcast Network. They're gonna be like, "So uh, DraftKings wants all of their ad revenue money back and uh, and with interest." So uh, you guys are screwed. And because and it's inflation, like, and because it's like a uh, you know a gambling site, they're probably gonna send like a pit boss to like break my hand with a hammer and then send a picture to you. Be Each like, finger one by one. This is what's going to happen. If you keep making fun of DraftKings, we're going to break your head with a hammer. <laughs> this this is why I shouldn't, you shouldn't let me do podcasts like after like 10 o'clock because like it's just, it's that's, when the, that, what, that's when the wheels just go off. That's when, listen, oh, yeah. man, it's like the equivalent of me turning from Mogwai into a, uh, a gremlin. You know, that's literally what it is. But uh, Magikarp to Gyarados. Ma- yeah, dude, that's exactly what it is. And on that awesome Pokemon note, I think that that we just have to call it a night. Um, I, I, I got to tell you, man, I, um, you know, it was super cool to, to get to kind of hear all the stories about, you know, you coming up and, and how you've been playing hockey and uh, your like your insight, though, is like awesome. Like, you know, we 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 have a lot of different styles of hockey fans that we get on here. You know, some guys that are just like, oh, yeah, you know, like. You know, I I dug hockey Go in the 90s and all that stuff, and yeah, we've got plenty of those. Trust me. But go um, to Borelli's. But you're right, uh, fucking Borelli's. But your uh, but your insight, man, was was great, dude. Uh, you know, I I would definitely love to have you on again sometime soon and talk a little bit more hockey. I think that'd be a lot of fun, and we'll see. You know how this uh how, how this playoffs kind of play out. You know, uh, the Islanders are kind of right on the precipice of. Of, of you know don't even say it i'll fucking kill you of doing it don't so. even say that shit well we got, i mean we got plenty of hockey left yeah we do have plenty of hockey left and i i've what i understand mikey's not like washing his clothes so so that's I'm where not, we're at now so we're at that stinky point. mikey is being stinky probably stinkier than his daughter oh and i don't even know how that's possible but you know oh you had to go there had i mean you know but she, you know she's stinky because she can't help it mikey can help it but he just chooses to be stinky and the sacrifices I'm, 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 I make for all say, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like I'll, I'll get home at like, you know, two 30 in the morning after a 9 PM game and, you know, put down two 30 racks with all the boys. And I, I, I wouldn't feel like showering then, you know, well, I'll, just, see, I'll just pass. Tom, right Tom's, Tom's not like my hygiene game is always top par. No, good, good, good. What happened is I do these things called aisles meetups and, for all the 
games for the playoffs, we've been going to our bar in Uptown Charlotte, and I've been making like these custom flyers based on all the Islander jerseys. And the Islanders have had some terrible jerseys. And this year's reverse retro. It, actually, I bought it. Looks great. It's it looks great. I don't like but, it. But like it's it's boring. It's it's do the fisherman. Yes. Yeah. But I'm and not if I could ask the one, fisherman. If I can ask one more thing. Yeah, go for it, man. Do you think that had to do with Lou because he didn't oh, yeah. like the guy's facial hair? <laughs> I don't know about that, <laughs> yeah. but but it definitely had to do. I'm positive that, that had Lou had something Lou. to do with it because yeah. he was like, "Why would we want to pay homage to you know that team in the '90s that was so mismanaged?" Now, and- now, now, listen here, guys. <laughs> when we do this retro, reverse retro jersey, it's gonna be an Islanders jersey. None <laughs> Just- of this fisherman shit. That's a pretty good Lou Lamoriello, man. Dude, Scott Gomez, <laughs> when he was on Chicklets. Hey, uh, listen here, Scotty. Uh, I know you're upset, but uh, now we've really got to see what you can do. Love when you talk about Lou, you, you have to you have to do the... the. Hey, listen here, guys. Yeah, you, have to, you have to. Dude, it is so fantastic. true. But, but he looks like the it. grandpa from Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> no, Don't worry, sonny. Like- you got very nice boobies. No, he looks like the he looks like the grandpa from Up. Yeah, like oh, the grandpa from Up. Yeah, he does look like that. Too. And then poor, and poor Barry Trotz just looks like a bowling ball. He's just got a bowling ball and then another bowling ball. He's just like a snowman. I love it. Oh God, I love it. But yeah, uh, one of these days, someone is in the Islanders organization. They're gonna stop being cowards, and we're gonna get our fishermen finally. And when that day comes. Gonna make gonna the sell a shit ton of use, Matt the, use, jerseys. use the orange jersey like from the yashin era and put the fisherman on it dude that i like that orange pressure. jersey that orange jersey it. they should have yeah. brought that back they should have because like the only reason i don't own one of them is because those like early 2000s jerseys are so like baggy yeah, yeah. and they're they're not like good <laughs> to wear unless you've got like pads under them yeah like, they made like the jersey like yeah like yeah i i just didn't like the fit and cut of those jerseys, but mm. I would love th- them to take that orange style jersey and do it like the Adidas Edge style. Oh, I, I would or honestly, Adidas I'd whatever Climate Cool or whatever. The and I would buy, called. I would buy a Roberto Luongo jersey. Wow, Roberto Luongo. Okay, I don't think he wore that orange one though. Yeah, but I'll, I'll just put his name on it because, like, <laughs> yeah, Mike Milbury. Enough yep. said. Enough well, said. On, on that on that horrendous note. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to bring it down though. No, that's okay. It's it it happened. It's part I'm, of our I'm just history. gonna end this with, with your Lou Lamorello imper- impersonation. <laughs> here, we'll just cut all that other here, crap and, and then just end it with that. So now here, listen, guys. Uh you have to listen to uh my band Painted Young. You find us on Instagram at Painted Young Band. Find them on YouTube, Painted Young. Listen to the new EP. The smallest similarities. I'll make twenty eighth. That uh, that was that was golden, Ray, bro. It's been such a blast, dude. Thank you so much for all the laughs. Thanks for being on, chilling with us. Dude, and thank uh, you guys for having me. Seriously. Oh, anytime. And and we will uh we'll definitely uh, catch up with you soon. But yeah, check out the new EP. Uh, check out the live stream June fourth. Get on board uh, because uh, there's a rocket strapped to these guys' asses and uh, things are going to be happening. So don't miss out. Don't be one of those guys that, you know, you caught, you catch on in 2023 and, you know, you, you didn't get there and all of a sudden, you know, 
Patrick Stump is like, you know, where were you when painted young blue up and you just, you weren't there. And Sean, Sean calls us the next fall out boy. There you go. See? And if Sean says it, you know that it's real. (laughs) All right, right, dude, have a great night. Thank you so much for being with us. And, uh, We'll catch you on the other side. Hey, th- thank you guys so much. Maybe I'll have to make the drive up to Long Island. We'll uh, we'll have some pizza, get some coffee, and uh, wa- hopefully watch some playoff hockey. All about it, man. Sounds good, man. Hey, thank you guys so much. Seriously, this was a blast. And that, folks, is the wisdom in Lou we trust. That was honestly like like a, a fantastic Lou Lamariello impression. Like very good. Was very, very impressed by that. Uh, so that was our homie Ray from Painted Young. Um, I hope you had an opportunity. Uh, we talked about it on the, you know, on the on the pod, but to check out their their new music video, their new EP that's coming out. Uh, really, really cool stuff. Really were uh very, very fortunate to get to uh, chat with him, learn a little bit about him, what got him uh, going in the music industry and, uh, you know, him, uh, him loving hockey. So uh, cool stories and all that. Um, one thing that's kind of unrelated that I, I wanted to talk about, since I don't think we've touched upon it yet, but I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, the like press release was announced officially that Gretzky signed on with TNT, I believe. Oh, News to uh, me. I believe I, these I are think things so. that we should probably talk about before we hit record, but that's that's pretty sweet. I, um, I do know that he resigned from like his position with the Oilers. Mm-hmm. So that was his next step. So I, I'm curious to to get a little insight into his personality because I feel like I don't really know who he is as a person. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough, right? Because like you know, Gretzky was active at a time where we were young and the way hockey was covered in terms of personalities back then was a little different, you know, like, I feel like, you know, in today's hockey, there's more, I guess there's more of a spotlight on, you know, beyond the ice and beyond the player. Whereas, or, and then again, maybe it was just our age showing, maybe, you know, people our age at that time saw that kind of stuff. And maybe we weren't looking at it because as young hockey fans, you don't care too much about that. You just want to see your, your player razzle and dazzle. But I mean, you know, that era, you know, you know, guys like Gretzky and, and Messier and um, you know, like Paul Coffey and, you know, Ray Bork and all those guys. I mean, like, you know, I'm sure they're, they're just hockey heads through and through. I mean, you can't imagine that they're anything, but, uh, but what I'm really interested to see is who TNT brings on to round out, um, you know, Gretzky providing coverage. I think that's really going to be a cool thing to see. I think there are a lot of personalities that would do well. Um, I think there might be some people who we don't even realize are 
hockey fans or potentially even hockey analysts that could really play off of, uh, of Gretzky well, but uh, supposedly he signed to the tune of 3 million per season. So they're paying him well. And I mean, honestly, that might be like, and I don't know what his contract was, but that might've been like what he was making at like his peak. Could have been. Cause I mean, honestly, you know, nineties hockey, I mean, hockey players weren't making anywhere near, and I mean, they still don't, of course, that, you know, the big bucks that basketball players or football players or even baseball players are making. But yeah, I mean, I would be interested to kind of look up those contracts if we ever get an opportunity. I'd probably venture to say that. Like we um, could easily Google it right now, but we're not going to go there. No, we're not good at Googling. If, if if the bomb pops taught us anything, it's that we are terrible at Googling, but that's OK. I, I own that. I own that on this podcast. Um, one last thing I want to do that we usually don't do all that often, but um, I wanted to just kind of bring up uh, a band that I've been, I just discovered uh, and I was going to talk to you about it like off air, uh, but I think I'm just going to talk to you about it on air and have you go listen to them when we're off air and you can tell me what you think. But knowing that you are into uh, bands like Origami Angel, I just came across this band called Palette Knife. Uh, they're on Take This to Heart Records, which is a record label that's been doing a lot of uh, represses lately. But uh, man, they give me such an origami angel vibe, kind of like vibes of uh, that band Carpool that Dave Music put me on to. Um, but yeah, just uh, their record just came out and uh, I've listened to it a couple of times all the way through and uh, it's really good. So uh, shout out to them. I don't know if they're hockey fans. I'd have to do a little bit of research, but it would be super dope to get them on. But um other than Gami Gang, which we have made very presently known on the podcast that we've both been listening to, uh, you know, until the wheels fall off. Anything uh, new you've been listening to? Anything uh, musically that you've been into lately? I'm glad you asked because Ooh. this is just a full circle moment. And, uh, you know, our, our Queens group, our Queens Isles meetup group was run by our very good friend, Damber. But then he moved back to to the island, and for the for a couple of years now, our our Queens group was uh, vacant and didn't have anyone running it. So I figured a perfect time to bring it back would be during the playoffs. And uh, someone reached out to me by the name of Builder. Oh, Builder! And uh, Builder. Builder was like, "Hey, I'd love to run the Queens group." And I was like, "Wait a second, I know that name." And sure enough, he's in the band Sweet Avenue, which you told me about a while ago mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I, I totally dig them and have been listening to their new EP for the past couple of days and uh, definitely check them out and check out our, our Queens group. Yeah, man. Sweet Avenue. I think it's actually, um, I think they put out an LP. Oh, it's I an think, LP. Yeah. Okay. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a, like 10 songs, but yeah, man, that thing is great. Um, a great group of people, very talented guys. Uh, our homie Matt, who used to be in Giants at Large, is in that band. My buddy Cool Ethan, who's great, uh, is in that band uh, as well. I think Cool Ethan also plays drums for uh, longtime friends of the pod Makeshift, who are another great Long Island band. Listen, New York still got it. You know, I don't, I don't care what you say. You know, you, you might try to tell me, oh, you know, the days of Taking Back Sunday and glass jaw and silent majority and envy on the coast are over but you know hey and the sleeping's back baby 
Yeah, I mean, they're playing a show. I don't know if I hope they're like back back and writing some new music. That would be super Dude, dope. But, but I'm pretty sure I saw in their promo picture. It looked like Cameron was back. Yeah, I believe so. I think they're they're rolling as their kind of original four piece. I think it's Cameron, Sal, Joe, and uh, and Dougie Fresh, which I think is super cool. Uh, and that's not to say, look, listen, you know, I'm one of those guys who, you know, of course, the first two sleeping records are the ones that people always talk about, but their third record and their fourth record, I thought were awesome. When they added the organ player and they had Paul playing, uh, you know, a little bit different vibe, but I loved it, you know, but anything that that Doug lends his voice to always ends up being cool uh, still to this day. And I've seen a lot of bands, uh, you know, other than like straight up like hardcore bands or metal bands. I don't think I've ever seen as intensive a performance as I've seen out of the sleeping man. I mean, they're just like the, the presence that Doug commands on stage is just like one of a kind man. And uh, super cool to hear that they're back. Super bummed that uh, the only show that they've announced so far is, is back home. I don't think I'll uh, get the opportunity to go see it, unfortunately, but hopefully, you know, in 2022, maybe if the show goes well, they'll, they'll announce that they're going to write a record and do some touring, but you know, Long Island, New York, Queens, Brooklyn, it's, uh, it's all coming up, man. It's, 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 it's good stuff. It really is. And uh, on that note, uh, we will bid you guys adieu. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening to us. And again, we appreciate Ray from the hardcore band painted shut. Uh <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I'm going to just keep doing that forever because I just, it was a great error that, uh, warmed my heart, but, uh, painted young, awesome band. We're really super stoked that, uh, Ray gave us the time and, uh, chilled with us on the podcast a bit. And, uh, you know, the drill, man, you can find us. We're part of the hockey podcast network, anywhere that you like to get your podcasts. Um, tune in, you know, the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some really cool guests. Um, I, I can't say for sure uh, how things are going to go as we approach June 19th, which is my wedding. Um, you know, maybe we'll just get all of out of time to just do our podcast for a whole week since like essentially they're um, members of bar down breakdown. They don't realize it, but they are. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, Mikey Forbes, Justin, you know, your find call the, up find is the now. guest, <laughs> your call up is nigh. Uh, but uh, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in, listening, uh, make sure that you go listen to our, uh, our, our uh, former guest pop punk playlist, which we are always updating uh, with cool new music. Um, I have been anxiously uh, awaiting uh, when the actual calling all captains record comes out because I've been listening to that song over and over. And I've also um, been, been digging a lot of the other music on there. So uh, really, really excited for what's to come in the next couple of months for some of our former guests, because there's a lot of cool things on the horizon. So that's all I got. Anything to add, Mikey? No, I think that's it, man. I'm, yeah. I'm just, uh, excited that my summer vacation's about to be starting. Nice. And, uh, I'm excited to get up to New York for your wedding. Hell yeah. And, uh, excited for the Islanders to, Come back and tie up the series and go back to the Coliseum and rock that barn once again. Yeah. Yes, sir. And if uh, I see any of my friends drinking any Sam Adams products, they're getting slapped out of your hand. We can't give Boston anything more than they already have. And if I hear Pierre Maguire gush about the perfection line one more time, I'm going to put my foot through my television. <laughs> and that's that is. And that's. That is one of the downsides when you make oh it to the God. second round it's, is that they don't let you uh, 
have your normal broadcasters anymore. Ugh, it's terrible. I mean, the Bruins might as well just be playing like unnamed hockey team, like <laughs> number one, three, six, three, a B because literally I think listening to that for whole first game, like they were like, they were like, Oh my God, Marchand has the puck. Uh, Josh Bailey uh, did something. John Posternak, I, I, he did another thing. And, uh, and, and Matt Barzell skating around. And oh my God, it's Tuka Rask and he's got a pad. And it's like, sick guys. Awesome. Really appreciate it. But uh, you know, if anyone sees Pierre Maguire, just uh, punch him in the stomach. I don't think you will, but if you do punch him, that's all I got to say. Guys, Bar Down Breakdown 2021. Love you guys. Mikey. All right, Tom. It's been real. Peace be with you. And also with you. hockey fans i'm breezy and i'm ray ray we host the house of hockey podcast on the hockey podcast network we're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle our guests include professional hockey players my rookie party had to wear speedo and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do here we go gaber what do you got to say and it's kind of <laughs> like you know better than that now boys i got dressed for the bruins you get a phone call and he's like dude we need you over here by the elevator you got to get downstairs you got to get dressed right now started playing the like dun, 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 and i turned it around and it had the olympic rings and said we did it nhl team hockey reporters i actually took the stanley cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and i've got a fur coat on <laughs> I wonder who, who he should have checked over here. And then <laughs> I looked down at my favorite Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 right. rings in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. But we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network.